Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, then go behind the scenes of our creative process. A Game of Thrones, Hand of the King, designed by Bruno Catala, art by Mihalo Dmitrievsky, Published by Fantasy Flight Games 2016, 2-4 two to four players, 15-30 to 30 minutes. Prologue, a stark contrast. And now it begins, said Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning. A Game of Thrones has two types of fans, really. There's the first type, casually following the books or show, enjoying the rich story full of political intrigue and family drama. These fans see the characters for what they are, happily accepting the world presented to them. Then the other type, hiding in dark recesses of the internet, donning tinfoil hats and whispering about time-traveling fetuses, bolt-on skin, dancing wolves, and hidden harps. These are the fans who dedicate hundreds of hours scrutinizing every word George Martin ever wrote, trying to puzzle out the story behind the story. It's this latter audience that will be intimately familiar with the artwork of Mihalo Dmitrievsky, a prolific fan who has done bright, colorful, cartoony artwork for just about all 7 million major and minor characters in A Song of Ice and Fire, frequently used in wikis, fan sites, and theory videos. So you can imagine my surprise when Fantasy Flight Games teamed up with celebrated designer Bruno Catala to release a game fully illustrated by Dmitrievsky. Mouth agape, the tinfoil hat slipped right off my head. How the game is played. In King's Landing, there are two sorts of people, the players and the pieces. Peter Baelish Hand of the King is an abstract tactical game that is easy to learn, teach, and play. King's Landing is set up by shuffling 36 cards together and laying them out in a 6x6 grid. 35 of these cards are characters that players collect, each belonging to one of seven powerful houses in Westeros. The 36th card is Varys, the political mastermind that players will move on their turn. Setup is finished by drawing the six companion cards that will be available during the game. The game flies by as each player takes a turn moving Varys. You announce a direction and a house, then move in that direction to the furthest character in that house, gaining control of that character and strengthening your influence. If you tie or gain the lead for most members of that house, you take control of that house's banner. If you take the final character in a house, you get to select a companion and resolve its ability, some of which are super situational, though others are universally good. Play continues until there are no legal moves, at which point the player with the most banners wins. This sounds really simple, and it is, but there are still some tricky decisions to be made. Do you focus on one house early on, or make sure you have a few cards of each house just so you can jump on some late game opportunities, or do you take a card you don't need to finish a house and take a companion? Some houses have more cards than others, so you may choose to lock in smaller houses early, or perhaps avoid them entirely. While I've had fun in each game I've played, by my third game I was wanting more, more strategic options, maybe each banner to grant you certain powers, but this game doesn't offer more. The few variants in the rules are fun, but again, somewhat shallow. In truth, your decisions almost always come down to what will be the least beneficial to your opponents. It's a bit like cat and mouse, except you are all cats trying to sabotage one another while the mouse gets away. 
but that's okay because the game doesn't overstay its welcome. There's relatively no downtime, it's easy to understand your options, and you will always gain a new character on your turn. This creates a forward momentum that keeps everyone engaged, which is a feat for such a small box game. Epilogue. No, Ned said with sadness in his voice. Now it ends. Look, Hand of the King is not a revolutionary game. It won't change the industry, and honestly, I don't think it'll have a lot of staying power for most gamers deep in the hobby. While the theming is great and it makes for a good lunch hour game, it's hard to recommend it to the hardcore crowd against deeper games like Citadels, The Grizzled, or Harbor. That said, I think this is the perfect game for the casual gamer or Game of Thrones enthusiast in your life. The gameplay is solid, the components are sturdy, and the artwork is beautiful. Fans of the show will be delighted to see the cute Disney-esque representations of their favorite murderous nobles. Most of the companion powers are funny and thematic, and there's nothing like using a late-game Ilian Payne to kill Ned Stark. Even cooler, the cast of characters and companions have some surprisingly obscure picks, giving even the snobbiest fans something to talk about. Overall, I really think Hand of the King is a good package, just not one designed for Katala's typical audience. I will gladly stuff it into my non-gamer friend's lobster male greaves next Christmas, because I'll never get them to come to the dark side and play three-hour sesh of Game of Thrones, the board game, but I'm certain I can get them to play round after round of Hand of the King, and we'll have plenty of fun doing it too. Hey everyone, this one is short, sweet, and simple because it's a small box game, but it is still a game review nonetheless, and I figured that you probably haven't had a chance to look at a lot of Game of Thrones Hand of the King coverage, so you know what? I'll throw it on TCBH Reviews along with all the other reviews that we've been doing. So this one, looking back on it, I, I still feel the same way that I felt about it. I ended up gifting away my copy of the game as much as I really love that artwork, which let's get back to it really quick. You could probably hear it as I was recording this review. Art by Mihalo Dimitrievsky. I have no idea how to appropriately pronounce that, and I couldn't find the pronunciation online, so I'm really hoping that I got somewhere near that. Uh, Mihalo, Mihalo, um, I am terribly sorry for mispronouncing, and if anyone out there knows how to appropriately break that down for me, shoot me an email, cardboardherald.gmail.com. I would love to get that, and I will personally... Uh, correct this pronunciation on next episode. Aside from uh, that, the review seems like it, it is actually written really well. Like, I, I am reflecting on this. I, I don't remember any roadblocks in writing this uh, review. I remember feeling kind of proud of it as it was uh, unfolding, uh, sneaking in a lot of little Game of Thrones references there, some really overt, like, the quotes that were in there. And this is before the the season came out that actually had like Arthur Dane in it and everything, you know, so I was like, oh, dude, this is like totally Arthur Dane in here or, you know, talking about some of the, the dancing wolves and that kind of stuff. If you haven't gone into 
a Song of Ice and Fire fandom, do yourself a favor. Uh, go to the Reddit, A Song of Ice and Fire subreddit, and just start reading up on theories. Read about the the Night of the Laughing Tree, or uh, read about Bolton, or any of that kind of stuff. Or uh, R plus L equals J. Yeah, we were deciphering that years ago. Um, but I, I'm sure that any Game of Thrones fans that are actually listening to this, uh, they, they've done their own homework. But there's always more to explore. Uh, I don't dive into A Song of Ice and Fire as much as I do Tolkien, but pretty close. Um, anyway, uh, overall, I don't really have much to say about this review other than I think it's a neat game that didn't get as much of a fair shake as it should have considering that it was a a Game of Thrones licensed it should have exploded as a stocking stuffer that was everywhere and I think it just came and went and was never heard from again Uh, I do want to mention that I have interviewed Bruno Catala a couple times for our other podcast encourage you to check that that out he's uh, been on for a couple reasons, including his favorite gaming memory, and we talk about the story of this game coming into existence in the longer-form interview that we did kind of toward the beginning-ish of 2017. So that's all on there. I encourage you to check it out. So I think I'll just leave it here by saying thank you so much for listening to the Cardboard Herald's TCBH reviews. I've gotten contacted by a few people who are interested in contributing things to the site, which is super cool. And bottom line, if you are interested in writing reviews, whether it's just co-publishing with me or doing it yourself, uh, I started my Cardboard Herald journey by just wanting to write some dumb reviews for board games on the internet. And I am astonished every time that I look back at the last year and a half of interviewing some of the game designers and publishers that I have had the most reverence for. I all had that opportunity just because I decided to start putting some board game reviews up on Board Game Geek. So I highly encourage you to do that. Um, And while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to make a note. Maybe I should do a favorite game set in Westeros cardboard cutout. Okay, note taken. And yeah, so I'll leave you with it. Thank you so much for listening to the Cardboard Herald. I've been Jack, and remember, you keep on gaming. As always, the Cardboard Herald is a completely free service focused on spotlighting games, gamers, and game creators. You can find all of our podcasts, including the Cardboard Herald and TCBH reviews, on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website. For more recommendations and reviews, you can also head over to our YouTube channel. We do not pay to advertise the show, so please continue spreading the word, following, liking, rating, and doing all the social media things. It truly does help us out a ton. If you'd like to drop us a line and maybe have your listener mail read on air, find us on Twitter, at Cardboard Herald, or send us an email to CardboardHerald at gmail.com, or click the contact link on our page. Once again, thank you for listening. I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald, and you keep on gaming. Thank you.